New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today I'm hosting Andrew Harvey, who is a poet, mystical scholar, spiritual teacher, and author of many books, including The Hope, A Guide to Sacred Activism, and Play More Beautifully, Conversations with Seymour. Andrew, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Oh, delighted. I'm delighted to be with you. I'd like for you to talk about the intersection of being an artist and life. And I, I know that I believe, and I know that you believe that we are all artists. And each of us have some special calling. And this can be cultivated, but when we think of artistic endeavors, we think of painting or writing or, or dance or music. But there are many, many oh, other yes. callings. Arranging a table beautifully is an act of artistic beauty. Arranging a room and opening it up is beautiful. You can make sacred art of your house by bringing in objects of sacred significance and tuning your house subtly to the sacred. There's so many ways of becoming an artist and being an artist. I mean, I, I think even if, if you're a mathematician, I mean, being yes. a mathematician and can be an art form. Of course, you know. mathematics is a supremely beautiful art form. Not that I know because I'm terrible at maths, <laughs> but I have had mathematician friends who've explained to me that there's a deep relationship between mathematic formula and music, and really working with mathematical formula is really like what Bach is doing, working with the fugue form and his great music. So when you're being asked to become an artist, you're being asked to pay attention to beauty in life and to the order that you need to create inwardly and outwardly that can invite as much of that beauty into your life as possible. There's a way of looking at things, actually, that is an artistic expression. You can learn how to look at a rose with deep sacred attention so that you truly appreciate its miraculous organic beauty. That's a way in which you're paying tribute to the great art of the greatest artist of all in an artistic way that brings beauty into the core of your being. Meditation is an art. All forms of sacred attention are arts. There you go. I, I'm thinking in in music. You mentioned music, and it, it's it's hard to define music except as I know you mentioned in the book that it's a universal language of feeling. It's more than that. For me, music is actually the emanation in this dimension of those great vibratory sounds that are creating the universe. It's a direct transmission from the divine to us of the sound vibratory field that is manifesting everything. I put it that way, Seymour yes. puts it a little bit yeah, less grandly than that, but I've actually heard the music of the spheres. I had a tremendous experience when I was 26 in India in which in a dream I was taken into the core of the universe and was part of a whole cloud of beings and heard the whole universe 
chanting in ecstasy, millions and millions of voices all harmonized, singing ecstatic praise of God. And many, many people throughout history have had this experience. It's not me alone. And whenever I read it, whether it's in a Persian source or in an Indian source, I realize, oh yes, this is a moment where you're initiated into the fact that the whole universe is actually created out of a marriage of sound and light. I, I, mean, I think of um, the, in the Bible, in the New Testament, John says, in the beginning was the word yes. or the sound. It's the sound know. more than the word. Yes. It's the he, primal he, sound. The, the Indians call Om the sound of the Brahman. And in fact, the same time that I had this experience of hearing the music of the spheres, I also experienced one day walking back at night, my mind splitting open and hearing the whole universe chanting Om. The sea was chanting Om, the stones were chanting Om, and I went back to my hotel bedroom and opened the Upanishads, and it says, when you are ready, you will hear the sound Om. This is the sound of God. This is the sound that is actually grounding the whole of matter in spirit. This is the sound of the spirit that creating the whole of the universe. And it's a sound that you hear in all of the major traditions. Om, Amen. Awun, the Aramaic name for God, Allah, this is the same sound. And now, two weeks ago, in this new amazing scientific discoveries that we have that, that accept the truth of what Einstein was saying about waves of radiations coming from black holes, the scientists are hearing this sound. They heard it three weeks ago. They heard this low sound. And this low sound was heard many millennia ago by the sages, and it's what's come down in Om and Amen and Awun and Allah. And when you chant those sounds, when you chant Allah again and again, the whole of your being starts to hum because you're uniting yourself with the sound of the primordial one, the fundamental sound of unity throughout the cosmos. So if we don't have any other spiritual practice, and if we only could choose one, would this be one of the basic ones that well, we could go the, to? Well, in the Upanishads, the greatest of the Indian scriptures say that you can get to total enlightenment just by chanting Om. And in fact, if you want to, and you're listening to this, just after I've finished speaking, just sit and chant Om with great reverence and listen to the sound and more importantly watch how the sound moves in your psycho-spiritual body you'll find that certain centers will start to become vibrational what Om does when you chant it actually is acts as a kind of spiritual chiropractic it heals you in the place you need to be opened and healed don't believe me try it and Om is three letters you know A-U-M and the sages say that A represents waking consciousness, U is dream consciousness, and M is called sushupti, deep sleep consciousness, that consciousness you go to when you're most profoundly um, asleep, when you go into the depths of health and peace. And then when you chant Om, you vib the vibration of Om is the fourth consciousness, Turiya, which is actually the consciousness of the divine self, which we are always in without knowing it. So when you're chanting Om, knowing this instruction, you realize over time that you're coming into that alert, calm, luminous, spacious consciousness that aligns you directly with 
divine consciousness. So it's an incredibly powerful practice. And Andrew, you you mention it's like bringing the the mystical, grounding it in the physical. Yes. It, so that's the magic of it. It's yes. not just some sort of concept, mystical concept. No, it's actually you're bringing actually it. vibrating it by your commitment to chant it. Your chanting of it activates it and summons it and invokes it so you can experience directly beyond concepts the unity of spirit and matter. Does it ground it into Mother Earth in some way? Does no, it, Mother does Earth is already has already grounded it. It just she aligns has her you own, own a, ohm, doesn't yes, she? Yes, she does. Yes. Well, the whole of matter is oming. Yes. And all the ohm is the creative force that is engendering the whole universe. So that the universe is fine. It's we who are not fine who need to be aligned with the perfection of what is already here. I know that I went to my computer when I saw that that they heard the sound of the black hole. Yes. And uh, so I went to my computer and said, oh, and I could, you know. They, you can hear you it. You can hear it. It's an, it goes through the whole universe. It's a very low, it's, I think somebody said it's a low B flat, but it's a very soft hum, but it penetrates everything. That's what you're aligning yourself with when you chant it. So yeah. there's, there's that connection that... Of course, the composers are supreme mystics. They're mystics of sound. And you don't really get to understand who Bach is or Beethoven or Mozart or Schubert or Brahms, the great five, if you like. You don't really get to understand who they are, Schumann, if you don't understand that they are in direct communion with reality and that reality is using them, their unique way of expression, to express something fundamental about the nature of reality. They're great mystics. They sh Bach is like the Meister Eckhart of music. Beethoven is like the Rumi of music. So, Andrew, how would you advise us to listen, let's say, to a Bach or a Beethoven or... Uh, Schubert. Oh, God, I love you asking me that. I think we listen far too casually to things that are so sacred and so powerful. For me, I don't just put Bach on. What I do is I chant. I actually chant to him. And I try and clear my emotional, mental, physical being so that I have a hope of coming into direct vibrational resonance with the miracle of what's happening in a Bach fugue. So prepare yourself. You're going into the depths of a most profound initiation. Silence the mind, silence the heart, silence the body, and pray to receive what this music is actually offering you. And when you listen to Bach especially like this, you come to the most staggering moment which will blow your brains out when you realize beyond thought that Bach is actually transmitting in sound the mathematical ecstasy of the creation itself. This is how it sounds. This is what's happening on every level of the cosmos, this amazing, intricate, harmonized dance of every single kind of element brought together in an unimaginable order by an unimaginable intelligence. And when you have that experience of Bach, you just want to fall on your knees and thank God that God gave us a being who could 
initiate us into this holy, pure, clear, final wisdom through music. Thank you. Oh, that's just so exquisite. Thank you for but this it's grand insight. I you. and it took me years to hear Bach in this way, but it's recently, it, over the last five years, it has completely changed my understanding of life. Listening to, especially the late Bach, the Art of Fugue, listening to that music and realizing this is not only the greatest music. This is direct revelation of the source to us, of itself. Let's get with it. But you can get with it only if you truly revere it and if you truly approach it with a silencing of your whole being and an opening of your whole being to divine instruction. People forget this. They think that these great secrets are going to be just accessible, like you can go to Whole Foods and buy beet juice. You can't... Bach is making it as accessible as he possibly can, but it does demand something from you. It demands that you enter into a sacred relationship with it. And you're never in sacred relationship unless you're truly tenderized and truly committed to being exposed and open and vulnerable to ecstasy, vulnerable to transformation. Andrew, I want to thank you so much for being part of the New Dimensions Cafe today. <laughs> My pleasure. I've been speaking with Andrew Harvey, and he's a poet and uh, as you can hear, uh, a mystical teacher, a mystic, and if you want to know more about him and his work, you can look up his books, many of them, The Hope, A Guide to Sacred Activism, and his more recent book, Play Life More Beautifully, Conversations with Seymour, and you can go to his website, andrewharvey.net, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Thank you so much for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe. Please do join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.